One, two, three, four, I'm testing. Planned Parenthood hails founder Margaret Sanger as a champion of civil rights. But one thing they don't talk about is the racism behind her fight to legalize abortion. A group of African-American leaders want to focus attention on our ideology and how it affected black birth rates. Abigail Robertson has more on this story. Margaret Sanger strived for a society that limited births to only those she deemed fit to have children. Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mark when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin. Many pro-choice advocates see her as a hero, but critics call her a racist eugenics promoter who targeted black communities with her Planned Parenthood clinics. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, once Denise said, colored people are like weeds, they need to be exterminated. People don't understand that 79% of Planned Parenthood clinics are located in minority communities, and that minority communities um, shoulder a disproportionate amount of abortion. Dr. King says while African Americans make up only 13% of the U.S. population, over 30% of aborted babies are from black mothers. Under the veil of secrecy and deception, 60-plus million babies have not been born because they were aborted legally since 73. One-third of that population belong to the African-American community. Planned Parenthood recently celebrated its 100th anniversary, prompting pro-life leaders to unite under the banner 100 No More to educate the public on the harmful impact Planned Parenthood has had on the African-American community. A hundred no more hope rallies like this one in Washington spread across the country to enlighten people about Sanger and her tragic legacy. I have a real serious concern about, about the number of abortions that's taking place in the minority community, particularly the black community, and that uh, I see this as a form of genocide, that is something we need to take a serious look at. Planned Parenthood receives around $500 million each year from taxpayers. 96% of the time, if a pregnant woman walks into their clinic, that she will have an abortion. Pro-life advocates want Congress to move that money to women's clinics that do not perform abortions. They outnumber already around the country Planned Parenthood clinics 20 to 1. They truly help poor women. They truly care for the least of these, but they don't do abortions. Reporting from Washington, Abigail Robertson, CBN News. This my love letter to all my queens, all my beautiful African queens worldwide. This for you. Yo, peace queen, you're the first of all girls. You're so dope, you quench tall thirst. You're the one that gave us all birth. I wonder if y'all really know y'all worth. Most beautiful being God created. I feel at home with you, cuddle in your safety. Thank you for all the times you forgave me when I was out here being crazy, lady. I've been thinking of how much I need you lately. You had godliness in your aura since you were a baby. Everything about you is amazing. Lips so tasty. Why do they reject you? Disrespect you. You had me in the days since the day I met you. Since the day I met you. Powerful, let me shout it, yo, black woman. You are so beautiful, are so wonderful, are so powerful, let me shout it, yo, black woman. You are so beautiful, are so wonderful, are so powerful, let me shout it, yo, black woman. You are so beautiful, are so wonderful
Sally, yo, man. Yo, what's cracking, my people? Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance. I'm your host with the most, even the hundred from coast to coast, who got a boast ADQ. <laughs> I say I'm ADQ. Put some respect on my name, son. Oh, just a clap? What? What, what? what? Is this golf? Is this the PGA Tour? Come on, man. I'm ADQ. Thank you. Thank you. Put some respect on my name. You know what I'm saying? So, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So, oh, a chick across the road and sees a bitch and sees a pigeon and says, "Hey, you on my turf? Get it?" Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it! Cut it out! Quit it! Quit it! Quit it! Now, um, today on ADQ's Renaissance, I want to uh, talk something seriously. Seriously. Um, first of all, um, to those of you who listen to my podcast on a regular basis, I apologize for the long laps and stuff. I know I've been going dark. Here's the reason why. I've been writing. I've been writing. I'm going to play right. And now I'm an author. Well, I've been writing. Stay tuned. Been acting and stuff. What have I been acting in? Stay tuned. <clears throat> so let's get into it. Let's get into it, okay? First of all, shout out to Riverside for all of these dope sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. And again, shout out to Riverside. Powered by Riverside. Yeah, Riverside. Y'all dope. Um. So how do I start this? How do I start this? So there has been talk going around about a leaked transcript. Let's see. Shout out to Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out um on May on May 2nd, 2022 political political obtained a leaked initial draft minority majority opinion penned by Justice Samuel Alito, uh, indicating that the Supreme Court is prepared to overturn Roe v. Wade, pending a final decision on Dobbs v. Johnson, a Jackson Women's Health Organization, expected to be held by June 20, uh, 2022. 
In other words, it sounds like the Supreme Court is looking to possibly overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, first of all, what is Roe v. Wade? Let's start this off by pointing out exactly what Roe v. Wade is. Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision of the United States Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects the pregnant liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. The decision struck down many U.S. and federal uh, and state abortion laws. Roe fueled an ongoing abortion debate in the United States about whether or not to what extent abortion should be legal, who should decide the legality of the abortion and what the role and what the role of moral and, and religious views in the political sphere should be. Well, um, let, let, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Um, now the, now when it comes to religion, the religion that has been predominantly, um, at, at, uh, acknowledgement here has been Christianity, um, because, because Christian religion and all of its denominations, you know, um, the Christianity. That it is heavily adhered to here in the United States. It is the top religion. That is a fact. Um, people, uh, people uh, subscribe to as many denominations. You know, a Methodist, a Presbyterian, um, um, Baptist. I was raised Baptist. Uh, a lot of people here in the United States uh, are uh, consider themselves to be Christian Christians. Um, you also have a heavy number of Catholics who would also probably not uh, be be against the Roe v. Wade decision. Um, like from from the scripture says, uh, Psalm one thirty nine, uh, thirteen through sixteen. For you create my inmost being; you knit me together in my uh, mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All for me were written in the beat. Five, before I formed knew you, before I set you apart, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Numbers 5, 27 through 28. If she has made herself impure and been unfaithful to her husband, this will be the result. When she is <clears throat> made to drink the water that brings a curse and causes bitter suffering, it will enter her. Her abdomen will swell and her womb will miscarry. And yeah, that gone. Yo, let's go past that. Uh, Psalm 137, thir uh, 127, 3-5. Three through three Children are a heritage from the Lord. All for offspring of reward to him. Like arrows in the hands of the warrior are children are children born in one's youth. Blessed the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend their, with their opponents in court. And there are other scriptures that basically says that God is not in favor of abortion. I said God is not in favor of abortion. God's not in favor of abortion. You know what I'm saying? God will want you to have that baby 100%. But here's where things get, you know, here's where things get crazy, right? So the religious side, the religious side is heavily against abortion. Me, I used to be heavily, heavily, heavily religious. 
Um, I'm not going to go into a spiel about my beliefs because they are my personal beliefs. Um, but while I was heavily religious, um, I remember I re recorded this song called Killer um, in reference to abortion in which I was basically saying killer, 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 you ain't nothing but killer. I was saying that to all women who abort their babies. This was 2006. Yeah. I believe it was 2006 when I recorded this uh, particular uh, song, Killer. It's on my mixtape, my second mixtape, Heavy Credibility, Volume 2, The Rebirth. I've never, I haven't seen that mixtape or heard any of it in years, and that's probably a good thing because it sucks. Um, but... Overall, while I was in that mindset, I was like, yo, abortion is 100% wrong. But that was 2006, almost 20 years ago. I would say that ever since then, I have started to form a more nuanced view. Um, and that's why I'm calling my two cents because abortion does not affect me at all. It doesn't affect me at all. I have a male genitalia. I'm never going to get pregnant. Never, ever. Pregnancy is something that's never going to happen to ADQ. That's an applause for God. I thank God for my penis every day. Thank you, Lord, for making me a man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that sounds sexist. Kiss it. Suck it. Suck it. <clears throat> I love Riverside. I love Riverside. Real quick. Riverside. I love Riverside. Shout out to Riverside. I have a male genitalia. I'm never going to get pregnant, ever. That's never going to happen. Not in this life, not in any other lives. I'm never going to get pregnant. Um, I've seen the pain and suffering that goes into pregnancy. I wouldn't want to get pregnant, even if I was a woman. I'd probably be like, hey, you, 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 you. adoption seems like a very good thing to do. But I have a right to freedom of speech. That's in the Constitution, the Constitution that this particular country swears to uphold. So I'm going to take the country up on this. Man, I'm just looking at my fresh cut. And I did it too. Um, I'm just taking the country up on um up on my constitutional right to freedom of speech. So that tells me that I can say whatever I want to, whenever I want to, however I want to. And here's what I am saying. I think that overturning Roe v. Wade is a bad idea. I think that overturning Roe v. Wade is a bad idea. And let me tell you this. I'm pro-life. I remember a few years ago, right? I posted on Facebook. I posted on Facebook that I posted a face on Facebook a meme that said a woman's body, a woman has the right to do whatever it is she wants to with her body. And I put and I put it in the heading in the description that I'm pro-life and I agree with this. Man, a whole bunch of butthurt liberals came for me, man. That was what made me start saying, you know what? Liberals are on some BS. Like, for real. I don't like liberals. I don't like... Hold up. Let's, let, let's look up what liberal... What liberalism really means. Okay, so liberalism, 
The dictionary definition says willingness to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from one's own, openness to new ideas, a political and social uh, philosophy that promotes individual rights, civil liberties, democracy, and free enterprise. Wow. I mean, I stand for all of that. I'm willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions that are different from my own. I have friends who uh, don't see things I do. I have friends who are bisexual, drag-dressing people, and I have friends who are staunch Trump-Pence Trump supporters. I think they're all tripping, but that's just my opinion, right? I still love them, and I'll fight, and I'll fight for them if anyone ever mess with me, right? <clears throat> but I'm sorry, liberals, but y'all have gotten far, far, far away from that. Y'all got to the point where you're ready to cancel everybody who don't whose opinions don't agree with you. I said I simply said that I'm pro-life. And I am pro-life. I maintain being pro-life. Now, well, what is pro-life? Let's let's look at it one. Okay, why am I seeing pro-life Spider-Man? Pro-life means opposing abortion. Now, I'm pro-life in the sense. See, my 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 definition of my um my approach to pro-life is a little different than others. Most people are who most people when I say that I'm pro-life, you think about the old white people. Wanna who want to oppose Roe v. Wade and strike down woman's right to abortion, right? My pro-life is I don't like it. I hate that it even exists. I hate that it's even an option. I hate that terminating a pregnancy is even an option of something to do. I hate it. But it's not my body. I don't ever have. I'm not. I'm not the one at the abortion clinic. I don't have that decision to make. So it's really none of my business. I don't have the power to make or break. I don't have the power to tell anybody what to do with their body. So my opinion is pretty much irrelevant. But that is my personal opinion. And I personally think that I personally think that a woman has the right to do whatever she wants to do with the body. I don't necessarily have to agree with it, but I would say that um, my view on it, my view on it. I like Juno. Yeah. It's like, how did Juno come into this conversation? Juno is a great movie. I love Juno. I love Juno. Uh, Juno, um, was, Juno was a coming-of-age movie that started Elliot Page when he was Ellen Page. Um, uh, Michael Cera, uh, J.K. JK Simmons, um, 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 Jennifer Gardner, I think that's her name. Jennifer Gardner. Yeah, great movie, great movie, great soundtrack. Um, so in the movie, a young lady gets pregnant, right? Teenage pregnancy. She gets pregnant uh, while while still being in high school. I think she's like seventeen. Like this is an incredible movie. Would be nice if there would be more black people in it, but nevertheless, it's a great movie. Um. In the movie, Juno gets pregnant. She goes to a an abortion center, encounters a a pro life activist, and strongly thinks about having an abortion done, and then runs out in fear. Um, and then decides to go ahead with the pregnancy, but. <coughs> 
arrange for the baby to be put up for adoption once it's born, right? So that she could go on and resume her uh her 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 life. It's a beautiful thing, man. Like at, near the end, after she has the baby, after she has the baby, she's crying. Um, because she feels an, an emotional attachment to the baby. And J.K. Simmons, uh, not J.K. Rowling on tripping. J.K. Simmons, uh, comes and says, "One day you'll be right back here, but on your terms." Yeah, I think it's a dope movie, Juno. Juno, Juno. And I like how it talks about abortion. I mean, and it's a tough decision for any woman to have to make. That's why I'm against like condemning any woman who decides to uh who decides to have an abortion because it's a tough decision. I'm pro-life, but my views kind of like kind of almost align with being pro-choice, right? Um, I hate abor again, I hate abortion. I wish it didn't even exist. But I could see the option for it with with Pete with different women. Um, a lot of women just can't afford a baby. I mean, like I see it all the time. There, are, there are kids walking around here. Um, they're for they're poorly fed. They're poorly taken care of because their mothers either don't care or just don't have it right and it's like you can avoid all that all together if the baby just didn't even exist right if the baby was just gone now um what some argue that that's like death to a actual human being I'm not a scientist. I'm not a bio. I'm not a bio. I'm not a bio, bio, biologist. I'm not. I'm not knowledgeable enough to know whether or not that fetus, uh, that chromosome, that chromosome fetus within, um, within a week or so of impregnation, whether or not it's actual living, breathing human being inside i just know that personally i'd rather that uh you know the mother in in my in adq's perfect world i'd rather the bait the, the mother just carry on with the pregnancy but again you know there are so many things there are so many factors that we don't even address as a society that can go into an abortion. I mean, again, the mother may not even eat, be in the mental space to take care of a child. A mother may not even be in the financial space to take care of a child. What if the mother was raped? Again, what if the mother was raped? You know what I'm saying? What if the mother was raped? Yo, I once dated this woman, right? Um, it was going great, but yo, she had to go to therapy every single Thursday because um not only did she serve in the military, but also because her son she has her she had her son from being raped, and her son looked exactly like her rapist. Imagine having to look at a child. A child that you want to have all of the love in the world for. But it looks like someone who put you through hell. That child is innocent. That child didn't do nothing. But they look like someone. They look like and might even act like someone. Who put you through a nightmare. You know. Um, I saw the movie. Um, Fatherhood. 
the one starring Kevin Hart, which Kevin Hart did that gonna be a job in it. Uh I, I was sitting there thinking, Kevin Hart's making me cry. What in the world? What 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 type of life is this? In it, um Kevin Hart's baby, uh Kevin Hart, uh his mother, I mean his wife has their baby and dies as a result of childbirth. Women can die as a result of childbirth. Women, there are some women, I mean, there some, I'm sorry. There are many women out there who can very much die from pregnancy or die from childbirth. It's risky business. I used to think that it was simply me shooting my sperm up into a woman. Uh, my X chromosomes with her Y chromosomes or my Y chromosomes. No, she has the Y. I have the X chromosomes. My X chromosomes, her Y chromosomes. Boom. Babies, boom, babies fully formed. And then boom. And then boom, we're parents. No, it's a whole lot more than that. What if you had a C-section, a 15-year-old girl? Imagine the fear in her. So. This is why I think that as pro-life as I am, as pro-life as I am, I think that overturning the Roe v. Wade decision is not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Because, again, you got to think of it like there are so many different factors that go into a woman, a cisgender woman, uh, terminating a pregnancy. It's not simply just, yo, yank this, yank this unborn Yank this egg, yank this kid up out my vagina. I'm sure it's, I'm sure, I'm sure there's way more to it. And also, we gotta stop demonizing women who had abortions. You know what I'm saying? Nick Cannon was almost aborted, uh, Jack Nicholson was almost aborted. There were times when I wish I was supported. Um, but I strongly support a woman's right to choose. Um, where I stand on it is, ma'am, I hope you have the baby. I really hope you have the resources necessary to take care of the baby. But I understand, I understand if you decide not to go through with the pregnancy. I understand if you decide not to go through with having the baby because there's so much. This is a crazy world out there. And if you don't have the resources necessary to take care of the baby, if you are so mentally drained from life that you cannot take care of the baby, then the baby's better, and the baby probably better it, then the baby probably is better off not being born. Unless you're relying on God Himself. That's a decision for you to make. But But I'll tell you this, it is not a decision for a man to make. Don't know old white dude up at Capitol Hill have the right to be making this decision for any woman, any cisgender woman. No, don't know man in Capitol Hill. And I'm pretty sure that this probably will ruffle feathers on both sides. But don't no man in Capitol Hill, don't no man, period, have the right to decide what a woman does with her body. Absolutely not. Now, when one says that that's where 
uh, patriarchy reigns supreme? Absolutely. That is where patriarchy reigns supreme. Reign supreme because it is the male dominated Congress that's right that's saying, uh, nah, uh, we're overturning this in the name of Jesus. The decision of Roe v. Wade involved uh, the case of Norma McCorvey, known by the legal pseudonym Jane Roe. Um, who in 1969 became pregnant with her third child. McCorvey wanted, wanted an abortion but lived in Texas. Yeah, good luck attaining that in Texas, um, where abortion is legal except when necessary to save the mother's life. Her attorneys, uh, Sarah Wellington and Linda Coffey, filed a lawsuit on her behalf in U.S. federal court against her local attorney, Henry Wade alleging that Texas abortion laws were unconstitutional. A three-judge panel of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas heard the case and ruled in her favor. Texas then appealed directly to the U.S. Supreme Court. In January 1973, the Supreme Court issued a 7-2 decision in McCorvey's favor, ruling that due process, that due process clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution provides a right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's right to choose whether to have an abortion. Take a little sip of this live alkaline water. The court resolved this balancing test of it also ruled that this right is not absolute and must be balanced against government's interest in um, protecting women's health and, pre and prenatal life. Okay, so if a black woman is pregnant and you're so concerned about protecting the prenatal life, are you going, going to, to uh, protect once it's outside, outside of the womb and walk around here living a beautiful black life? You're going to protect them then? Hmm? Don't hear nothing. So, yeah, don't know many of be arguing about this. Now, I would hope that we as black people will come together and protect and love and be there for any woman who is struggling to find support for uh, during her pregnancy. Who is this? Okay, hang on. I will hope that anyone will support any woman who is pregnant. That's what makes the world a better place, right? But I would makers, if you are so concerned with the life and the health of with the life and the health of a woman during her pregnancy, yo, provide some funds for her. Provide some funds for her to take care of her child. Especially if she's a single woman. Give her money. There should be a bill. There should be a bill. Is that Section 8? I don't know. But if there is it, there should be a bill that uh, provides funding, monthly funding until the age of 18 for a woman and her for a woman and her child. They kind of already do that through child support, but, um, you know, while I want to see as little government interference as possible, government can do that. How about you? Come on, government, do that. So, that's where I stand on. That's where I stand on the whole Roe v. Wade thing. The overturning. It, it, I don't think it should be overturned. Because there are so many factors that go into a woman getting uh, a woman getting into abortion. However, 
I'm 100% against abortion. Now, moving on. First of all, I want to give another shout out to Riverside. Come on, Riverside, where you at? That ain't Riverside. This is Riverside. Powered by Riverside FM. Wow. Okay, Riverside, you got my attention. I, I, I can see that you ain't playing no games. Shout out to Riverside. You see, uh, here's how here's how I'm using Riverside. ADQ's Renaissance is distributed by um anchor anchor is a podcast uh is a podcast app that is owned by uh spotify spotify has struck a deal with riverside and here we are That was nice. So let me read this poem that, y'all, that I wrote for you all, and then we're going to move on to our next subject. It's, me- it's a poem that I wrote called Mental Health. Robert Williams, Anthony Bourdain, and Naomi Judd committed suicide. I wonder where were they able to, tr- to express their feelings that were ruthless side. So who rely when the demons come with this disaster waiting and you struggle with your affirmations? You know your you know your passion's placement, and you try to ride and you try to ride through. Let the Lord guide you. But if you're real about struggles, the world will judge you. Even those who say they love you, Ye say he struggles with ideation. We fight in Satan cause we know that he's politely waiting, telling us that no one loves us. We dismiss y'all. I got pissed off. The other morning and punched the brick wall. All the happy folk, nothing against y'all. But find your broken friends and get more involved. It's hard out here. It's like moving weights up 30 mountains. But I don't tell no one because the world will clown me. <sighs> I'm not even going to dissect that right now. Let's move on. Um, First of all, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Um, yeah, a round of applause and, you know, just cheers, roses and all that good stuff to all the mothers out there. All the mothers are great. Shout out to all the mothers out there. Shout out to all y'all doing your thing out there. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's clap it up for all the mothers. Also want to say R.I.P. to Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels has died, yo. I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew everything about him. I just know that he was a relationship coach or something like that. Um, who at one point guys had a little war of words with uh Dr. Umar Johnson. What a crazy world, right? So um RIP to Kevin Samuels. I don't know what are the um I don't know what circumstances related to his death, but you know, he was 56. Personally, I think that's pretty young. So RIP to the brother. Um I would say 
I would say the one thing we struggle with doing as a society is we um, always wait until someone's dead to express appreciation and gratitude for any and all things that they may have accomplished in this life. I will say, I don't want nobody showing up at my funeral. I don't even want to have a funeral when I die. No. I want to say that somebody said, well, what if somebody wants to celebrate you? Celebrate I'm alive. Right now, celebrate me. That's why it's important to give people your roses while give people their roses while they are alive. Give them their flowers while they can smell them. Carl G. Woodson once said, when you control a man's thinking, you don't have to worry about his actions. You don't have to tell him not to stand here or go yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there is no back door, he will come on out for his special benefit. His education makes it necessary. I just read that because, you know, in terms of relationship coaches, in terms of Roe v. Wade and all that good stuff, people that try to uh, control my thinking, people out there trying to control others' thinking. But I believe heavily in free thought. Think for yourself, right? Think for yourself. Anyway, I'm about to wrap this up. Um... Look out for I'm about to look out for May 28th. I will be interviewing um a queen who has a way with words. Like I met her over at the 105.1 studio um here in Greensboro like three years ago when I was promoting time. I saw her do her thing. I've seen her do a thing multiple I've seen her do her thing again ever since you know she's an artiste her words are her paintbrush passionately passionately we're going to have passionately on here i'm trying to get james lyons on here to come talk about pressure which is going down june 25th and clemens i can't wait to see it i'm trying to get that brother on here i would love to get clement mallory on here Clement, we need to talk about black poetic faces. So, y'all, if I go dark for a while, it's because I am out here putting together words myself. Putting together words myself. Also, I would like to say congratulations to all graduates out there. All graduates out there, you're making me think about go back, going back to school and finish what I started. I would have three... I would have like a year and a half to go. But anyway, I'm ADQ. This has been ADQ's. Oh, thank you. Y'all too kind. Too kind. Too kind. Um, I might find me a fellow hip hop head and talk. Sorry, I have no fear of time. And talk about um, the new Pusha T album. It's almost dry. And I want to hear that new Kendrick album when it come out. I don't even know the name of it. But that new Kendrick Lamar album. Y'all want to hear that. Um, also, yo, yo, yo. September 3rd, Winston-Salem. They're doing something that I've never done before in my entire life. This is the year of reinvention. September 3rd, I'm going to be in the Trey Foe. Doing something that I've never done in my entire life, but it's going to be very interesting. So, yo, I'm ADQ. I'm signing off. Everybody have a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Celebrate your mother all year. If your mother's in your life, you love her, and she's great, do what Tupac did 
in his song Dear Mama. Do what Kanye did in his song Hey Mama and do this. With lots of kisses too. Lots of big wet kisses too. Big huge wet kisses all over your all over your mama. Do it. So I'm ADQ. This has been ADQ's Renaissance. Everybody have a blessed day. Peace. These women were the unsung heroes of the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party was established in the 1960s to empower the black community. The group offered free breakfasts for kids in impoverished neighborhoods and challenged police brutality by patrolling neighborhoods where it had occurred. When we look at old black and white photos of the Black Panther Party, we mostly see the faces of the strong male leaders. But what about the ladies, who were just as influential as the men? Let's meet the women of the Black Panther Party. That is directly related or indirectly related um, to uh, the whole scheme of still attempting to uh, make the party look as though we're a group of hoodlums. Elaine Brown was the chairwoman of the Black Panther Party from 1974 to 1977, and she was a political force to be reckoned with. She ran twice for a position in the Oakland City Council, the city where the Black Panther Party originated. She was a writer for the Los Angeles radical paper Harambe and carried that journalistic experience well into her years with the Panthers, when she became the editor for the party paper. Elaine still remains a well-respected member of the political black community and has written several books about her time with the party, notably A Taste of Power, which was optioned by HBO for an upcoming documentary series. Elaine founded multiple nonprofits aimed at bettering the justice system for the black community, including the National Alliance for Radical Prison Reform, which is based in Atlanta. The nonprofit oversees more than 5,000 prisoners and helps them continue to live a healthy life after their release. This brother here, myself, all of us were born with our hair like this. Kathleen Cleaver always kept busy as a female revolutionary. From traveling the world while working in a foreign service to being involved in the civil rights movement, Kathleen is an educated woman who was always involved in the movement one way or another. She joined the party after marrying Eldridge Cleaver and became the party's national communications secretary. Kathleen later went on to be one of the first women to be appointed to the party's central committee and help charge the effort to release Huey P. Newton, who co-founded the party in 1966 with Bobby Seale during his imprisonment. Kathleen wound up divorcing her husband after returning to the U.S. from an adventure in Algeria and Mexico. She now teaches at Yale University and is possibly one of the most badass Ivy League professors of all time. When you talk about a revolution, most people think violence without realizing that the real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in the, in, in the principles. Angela Davis is probably the most recognized female member of the party, but she eventually left the Black Panthers because of the misogyny she experienced in the community. Being the independent political activist she is, Angela went on to work closely with the black communist organization Che Lumumba Club. She's a prominent feminist who has written numerous books and lectured as a professor at institutes including UCLA and the University of California Santa Cruz, where she still teaches today. Share with the badass women you know.